the drive, pull up jumper, it's good! Isaiah Thomas gives the Celtics the lead with 2.4 remaining. Pierce puts it up for the win, knocks it down, Celtics win! Here comes Powell, Powell with Smart defending, oh it's blocked by Smart, what a play! In, Tatum takes it, makes it! Welcome, everybody, to Celtics Double Take Podcast. Dylan McCaffrey and James Kwan here again today. The Boston Celtics are basically right where we left them last time we talked. It feels good to be the sixth seed. Uh, we're just outside the playing teams, but it doesn't feel that good because we're tied with the Heat and we just we don't look great. Uh, let's just get straight into it. What are, your, what are your best and worst takeaways today, James? I mean, yeah, the past two games have been a little tough. I got to start with that Suns win, though. I just think that that meant way more than our losses did. I think it means more than maybe any win we've had. The Nuggets win, it kind of stands in comparison because we just blew them out. But the Suns are like a very serious competitor in, in the West, especially with the compromised Lakers, especially with, you know, who knows how the West is going to shake out. The Suns are making as good of a case as anyone else. And, you know, we kind of handled business. I'm not going to lie. We played a very good defense. I liked our energy. I just think that I, t- I took a lot away from that game. I think it just going into the playoffs is exactly what we need. Now the low, it's, I fought between, is it the Bulls loss? Is it the Hornets loss? Is it even the, another Nets loss? I think it's the Hornets one though. And I think it's just because of how it shaped, you know, we can never get back in that game. We kind of just never were in it. Um, and when we kind of like tried to take steps back in, we, uh, the, the door just kind of kept on getting shut in our faces. Kind of reminded me of that Timberwolves game, except we just never came back and we ended up losing by like 20 points. So can't be doing that against a Gordon-less and Lamelo-less Hornets team. That game was terrible. That was that was an awful game, and I had a tough time picking the worst thing for this week because there was a lot of them. I'll start with the best, which is I'm, I'm going to give Kemba credit. Kemba's playing his best stretch of the yep. season, twenty plus points in four out of the last five. In that Suns game you mentioned, no Jalen Brown, Tatum puts up a dud, and Kemba came to the rescue and had one of his best games, probably his best game of the year against the Suns. Totally. Um, the worst, I'm going to pick just because it's just such a joke. Uh, Evan Fournier missed a bunch of games. He's played two games since coming back. In those 42 minutes, he has two points. And just like, what He's happens? He's wheezing out there. He's wheezing. What happens to guys when they come to the Celtics that just like, we have all this hope. I mean, all, all Celtics fans keep our expectations way too high for everyone. But just his his premier game was was terrible and his return games have been terrible and it's just frustrating that he's the reinforcements that we were looking for okay before uh, we hop off this the, uh, i need to i need to have it my word be spoken on on this we gave up two second round picks for him all right basically yeah. nothing yeah. and on top of that he is like he's talked about i read this article saying that like he's had a really hard time with covid like he he says that some practices are fine and the next day he'll just be like gasping for air dying out there and it kind of stems into like where Tatum has been I don't see like COVID as just like you know they're athletes they're specimens that you could think that they would be able to like get over anything but I mean hey he's he's saying he's had a hard time with it Tatum has said he's had to use an inhaler I don't doubt that you know he's in that same camp I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a break you know this is at the end of the day this is a serious you know effect on the lungs type of disease I'll give him a break for like a few more games Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm being a little hard on him, but uh, it's it's it's. I'm getting impatient at this point. You're just mad because you looked up Fournier on on Google Images the day we we traded for him. That was my mistake. I can't blame him for that. He's he's been telling us not to Google his name for years. 
Um, I was debating between Fournier and honestly Tatum for my worst yeah. of the last because Tatum in the last six games, four out of the last six games, has put up less than 20 points. He was nowhere to be found against the Bulls game we lost, the Suns game we won despite him, the Nets. I mean, excuse me, the Nets game he, he carried us, but he, he's he can't be putting up three of 17 on a given night if he's going to be our best player, especially if Jalen Brown is going to keep missing games, if Kemba's not going to be an all star. Like, there's no excuse. And what do you think it is? Like when, when you watch, I guess, like how he struggles, is it like a lack of aggression? Is it he's not attacking the rim enough? Or is he just, I, in my opinion, I think he just looks tired. But I mean, what have you seen? Looks tired. Um, I think that it stems from just the problem with his game this year and the step he needs to take, which is that he needs to become more like Luca, become more of a guy that is creating shots for people. Because some nights he'll be taking these crazy turnaround fadeaways and making them and you're amazed by him. And some nights he's doing the same thing, but they're just not falling because they're very difficult shots. He's a very good player that can make very difficult shots, but if we can have a better offense where the ball moves more, then he can find easier shots and put up more numbers. I know it's hard to say, like, you know, he should be putting up more points and he should be moving the ball better, but it's really like we, we can't just depend on jump shooting to, to win us every game. We're not that kind of team, and that's been costing us all year. Um, no, so, for yeah. sure. I've used to, I used to joke with you uh, back at Emerson, I'd say, like, this guy's the next Kobe. He's been working with Kobe. You know, he looks like Kobe, the way he plays. And in, like, the worst way possible, I'm kind of seeing it. Like, he, because, and it's not a knock on Kobe, obviously, he's an amazing player. But that was kind of, like, the, the last step. That was kind of, like, the, the, the step that was never really taken. Kind of out of necessity. The back half of Kobe's career was, you know, he was playing with absolute crap teams. It's not like he was going to progress into this kind of player who was going to pass the ball, move the ball to shake. I'm not shaking it onto Smush Parker and, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, you're completely right. You know, he does have that killer instinct in certain games, but that's almost what hurts him is that when he doesn't have that, when he doesn't carry that same energy, you start to look at these games like against the Hornets and you're just like, you know, I understand you're tired. The season if you're not playing three out of four games, three, three games in four days, you're playing like six games in eight in eight days, like some, yeah. something crazy like that. I understand. I'm going to try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, I, I had to. I, I want to say he's tired. But on the other hand, you're completely right. I mean, if he comes back next year as the same player, that's a complete disappointment. When Kobe was like three years into the league or so, like that 98 All-Star game, people were saying, Kobe, he's the next Jordan. And Kobe took that and was like, I'm going to be better than Jordan. Like I, like I yeah. take this challenge Tatum a couple years in the league. People are saying, is he the next Kobe? And he's kind of just like already cashing that in. Like he's like, I'm yes, the, I'm the next Kobe. <laughs> like it is what it is. Like, let me like, you know, get famous and like look all cool. But like, he needs to work on his game. And it's hard to say because he's carried us in many games this year and he is the best player on our team probably. But if he's going to be the best player on our team, he's got to not be putting up uh points under 20 points in the home stretch of the season we're trying to escape this playing game no for sure and i, I just want to highlight something like we've had stretches without jalen brown in the past this season and we've seen there's like weirdly enough i'm not dude tatum's obviously a better player but we almost when when, when tatum was out with covid and we're kind of trying to scrap together games just with jalen brown um as a centerpiece I thought the ball moved a little bit better. I don't know. It's weird when, when, when Jalen Brown is the one that's out, I feel like we, there's this weird effect that we never really anticipated Jalen Brown. In a lot of ways is in that same camp of needs to learn how to be a playmaker. Yes. But 
it, when he's off the court, there's no denying that the ball moves even less. You know, these are both guys that we're going to need to see some improvement from, but still to this day, like, you know, I, I would like to see like the numbers without them, with them on the court to see like if other guys are really struggling or not, because the absence of a guy that doesn't seem to pass the ball very much has actually very much affected our ball uh, distribution in, in these yeah. last few games. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that we need to look in the off season for, you know, smart does a great job moving the ball. Kemba does not necessarily like rack up assists. We have, we're bottom 10 in the league in assists. And yep. in that game against the Hornets, we were out assisted 39 to 18. And I think that's just like a symptom of like, you know, like the Hornets are not super more talented than us, but if they're moving the ball and playing they team mesh. basketball, they mesh they're, they're going to kill us. Yeah. That, that, that team, especially when they have Hayward and LaMelo, like, that's a team that plays great team basketball, which is what we're supposed to be. But I want to rewind for a second because before we lost three out of the last four, we were on a win streak. We had won some games in a row. We were doing well. I want to rewind it all the way. We beat the Nuggets on a blowout, and then we had the Blazers. The Blazers game, my favorite game of the year by far. Yeah. I don't think anyone ever had a double-digit lead. We battled till the end. They even took the lead with a minute left, and yep. they gave themselves a chance to tie it. They hit like a crazy three. Norman Powell had a crazy three with five seconds left. They had a chance to, to tie that up. Um, our bench only got us 10 points. So it was truly just like Kemba Tatum, Brown, Smart, Rob, like versus their guys. And yep. it was so entertaining the whole night. Vintage Mellow this game, he went off 10 of 25, 25 points off the bench. There's a great highlight of him against Pritchard where he's just like dancing around, like teaching yeah. Pritchard some moves. Um, and I know I'm a Celtics fan, but I said it last time, the Blazers are like my, my backup team this year in the Western Conference. Dame, CJ, Powell, Rocco, and Nurkic is such an awesome lineup. And then when you slide in Mello or Ennis Cantor, it's just, it's it's a great team to watch. Cantor had a lot of fun against us. Dude, they're such a fun team, you know? And like, I these teams that people are like, well, they can't play defense, whatever. I don't care if they're not my team. I, I like I love watching them play. I like playing teams that can't play defense. I like playing teams that score a lot. I think that it's just like, is this not great for the game? Uh, you're completely right. Such an entertaining game. I will say, I think a big takeaway is how do we match up against these other similarly, you know, skilled in, in record as well, Western Conference teams? Because the whole entire trope, and maybe it shows in record, maybe you want to say it's eye test, whatever, is that the East is crap compared to the West. But listen, man, I think that when you look at this, this look for a sec, obviously you got the Jazz who like have been overachieving and they already clinched the playoffs, but Clippers are a team that we beat multiple times. Nuggets are a team that we beat multiple times. You know, obviously the Lakers are there, who is a caveat because LeBron and AD. But then you have the you have the teams like the Blazers that we also can be competitive against. Uh, if you want to take any, anything away from this game, it's just like, I understand that those losses against the Hornets, uh, you know, they look bad. But I, I'm not like if I'm gonna rate our performances against any teams, I might as well do it against the Western Conference teams because they are better and we play well against them. I'm not like just gonna take this game as just a fun game. It was a close game that we clutched out and our best players showed up. I, I just think that at the end of the year, you need to clutch out close games and your best players have to show up. And if yep. you can do that, then then you're good in the playoffs. So it sucks that we're good against Western Conference teams because we need to beat these Eastern Conference teams that are sneaking <laughs> yeah. up on us, like these teams that are, are trying to sneak into these playing games. Because we beat the Blazers, we beat the Nuggets, we beat the Lakers. The Warriors game we won, um, yep. that was a crazy game. Steph is 
I think this, Unbelievable. This, is, this is the Steph's 33. He's having the best year of his career, which we thought that he'd already like, I was listening to Bill Simmons earlier. You thought Steph had climbed the mountain and like shown what like the peak of hitting threes and uh, greatness is changing the game. And he's doing it better this year. He yeah. was 11 of 19 from three for 47 points against us. Um, just to go off on Steph a little bit before this season, I was like, I always considered Steph to be better than like AI and maybe even better than magic. Oh, but those guys man. both carried teams to the finals, like by themselves, like AI didn't have any really support. So I was like, Steph this year needs to make the playoffs. Like he, I know his team stinks last year. He got off scot-free cause he was hurt the whole year, but like this year he needs to carry them. And honestly free pass doesn't need to make the playoff because he, he he's putting up 50 a night. It's awesome. I think that I just uh, think, in my opinion, and it's gonna sound outlandish, but if he has five more seasons of top performance and he wins, let's say one or two more titles somehow, maybe maybe he doesn't even do it with, with Golden State. I think it's the best point guard of all time. Like I think you have to yeah, say I that agree. he changes the game more than any other player did, changes the game, not saying he's the best ever, changed the game more than any other player did. Was responsible mainly responsible for an absolute dynasty that ruined basketball for four years. And is there is anyone going to argue that in, in terms of skill, like what this guy can do is unprecedented, and what he continues to do when he's getting triple teams, double teams on on every game this season? You watch the Warriors, and he got two guys falling around Steph Curry like their Secret Service or something, and he still finds ways. He just needs that little gap to get his get a shot off, and he's shooting like fifty percent. I don't know. At one point, it's become undeniable. If LeBron wins his fifth championship while, like, you know, Clay is still hurting stuff, and then they come back, and it's like LeBron is chasing six, like, before his peak ends, and he's, like, trying to catch Jordan, and then here comes, teams like, Steph and the Warriors. No, like, not teams oh. up with Curry. I'm saying Steph and the Warriors, like, come back for one more, like, dynasty run, and it's, like, LeBron yeah. chasing his sixth while the guy that's standing in the, the way of his legacy is right there. I think we're building to something awesome. No, uh, for sure. I'm so excited, and I think that time sometimes things take a little bit to cook yeah and i feel like in like five years we're gonna be talking about the lebron steph back and forth with those finals with the playoffs just them as icons the ebbs and flows of their mvp like conversations like that's gonna be a thing and you're completely right They're, they're kind of in a way and this is if golden state does everything that they should they're, they are kind of destined for a collision course in Western Conference Finals series, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's exciting. That's as exciting as hell. Even in the regular season, when you just get to see, like, the full-strength Warriors versus LeBron again, it's 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 going to be must-watch basketball. Um, that game, Steph has 47. Tatum had 44. That was, like, one of his great games yep, in the last stretch. He, he, he saved us. Um, Jabari Parker made his debut 11 points in 16 minutes, 5 of 6. I, I, I'm very happy that we just scooped this guy up. Like I, I totally like under the radar, just he's been sitting waiting for uh, a chance for a comeback. And if he is capable of not being injured, he hasn't played more than 16 minutes for us, but if he's capable of just not being injured, he was a great player that was on the rise. So I'm very happy that we grabbed him. Well, let me ask you a question about him. Cause on the, on the side of pros and cons pros, he's, he was supposed to be like the next guy. And he is very talented. He's athletic. He has every everything, all the ingredients necessary for a great player. But the con is this question: is he how much better is he than like Grant Williams this year? You know, offensively, definitely better. I think that offensively, he's still how much like, better though. You're talking about Splash Grant this year. 
Grant um, might be giving, he's getting more minutes because he's, he's not, there's no injury bug. I think this year, like I, I have no expectation for Jabari because I had no expectation that we were going to sign him. So whatever he does and produces, I will be satisfied with even because I, you know, I, I, when he came in, I didn't expect him to like be a starter for us or anything. So whatever he does, I'll be fine with. And as for the future, like, I think we signed him to two years right off the bat. Um, so if he can, you know, have an off season and come back next year, like, I think that we found a guy that can be a, a stretch big in a spot that we needed. I don't know how much of a defender he is, which is we need people to play defense, but um, <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Uh, so we, we had that nice little win streak going. We beat some Western conference teams. We lost three of the last four. One of my options for worst thing of this last stretch was that without Robert Williams, we are just abysmal on defense. Like he yeah. made up for so much that we were lacking and without him, it has just been ugly. Vucevic in the Bulls game we lost, put up 29. Like, it was so much more insulting that it's like Vucevic on the Bulls, like the guy we could have got. And we have no Robert yeah. Williams, who's the guy that we saw say, we're like, no, we don't need Vucevic, we got Rob. And there's Vucevic torching us. Um, and it's, that's also Tice's uh, return game against us, and they get a win. So it's, it's, all, it's all ugly right there. If there's any more evidence that triple doubles really don't mean that much, it's this Tatum first career triple double in a loss the Bulls, like three, three of seventeen. It's like the it's the inefficient triple double that um, you know I don't want to start hating, but Russell Westbrook is all too familiar with that we've all seen that after doesn't pan out to any kind of positivity. This was just a, I mean Kobe White had a great game too, like seven assists, one in turnover. Just none like, of them had a crazy like Vucevic had a great game, but none of them even like it was just we we sucked. Yeah, we, we we were crap in this game. No no doubt about it. We were not playing well. But I think this this is when like you have to bring up like the realities of this season. You know, where, where the guys gonna kind of wake up for this game after like a complete row of just game, 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 game. You know, like and you, then you have a game against the Bulls. I'm not really like in this season and this season only. I'm not taking losses to bad teams with the same kind of magnitude it's embarrassing it sucks it's like going to the gym for the first time in like five months where you're just like all right yeah this this is not a good look but it's not really like the biggest deal in the world and like and you know the win streak was nice but i don't really i don't really want our guys to be like driven to like win every single one of these games i just want to get into the playoffs and preferably i don't want to have to play a playing game but if we do I'm pretty confident that we're going to, you know, win the game necessary. So like, I'm really looking forward to, to the playoffs in that sense. And yeah, obviously Tatum can't go through for 17 though. Like you said before, um, it is kind of really... like the, it's the vibe of like when we had that team with all like the stacked team where it's Kyrie and Hayward are all playing. Mm-hmm. And it's like this team, when we get to the playoffs, we just need to wake up. Like we were just waiting for the playoffs for the intensity <laughs> to increase. We do need them to be a little more intense. Like the bulls and the Hornets are both like in the playing game, like seedings. Like mm-hmm. these are games that we just need to not like, those are the two worst games I think of our last two weeks. And those are the two games that maybe arguably we need most badly to win. Like, we lost to the Nets and there's no Kyrie or, or there's no Harden or KD. Kyrie has 15 points on four of 19 shooting. So it's a game <laughs> against the Nets that you can actually grab a win. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're, they're way above us. We're not going to catch them, but it's frustrating these conference games that we keep losing. Um, 
Tatum had a great game. Can't put it on him. And there was no Rob Kemba or Brown that night. So it was really all on Tatum, but you see Evan Fournier go 0 of seven and you see Kyrie have a bad game and you just, you wonder how we're losing these. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing though. Like I really don't anticipate uh, Fournier going 0 for seven for the rest of the year. Right. Like he's yeah. the thing about Fournier um, because we met, we've, we've kind of railed into him so far. And I, I mean, deservedly so. He's not been available. The best ability is availability. Um, but this is a kind of guy that in one of these playoff games can like change the course of a game. This is one of those guys that can have an 18 point third quarter coming out the gates. Like that's the kind of guy Fournier is. And I think that in the regular season against the Nets or like a shorthanded Nets or against the Bulls or whatever, like maybe you're not going to see that value. But against a good team, Team. And when you need a spark, when Tatum and Brown and Walker can't get it going, you know, like that's yeah. going to be when Fournier really shows his value. So I'm waiting for that moment. Now, <laughs> you said you kind of touched on it, the the Vucevic game, it kind of hurts because it's like, it's almost like, I don't know, maybe some girl that you had said no to like years ago. And then you see them and after a few years and you're just like, Man, what was I thinking? Like, why, why wasn't it worth it? Like, what, what, what was I like not willing to give up? Like, what the hell? But I don't think one, I don't think he is the best fit. Uh, and I, th- I think this game almost kind of proved it because, you know, yeah, he could score 29 points when he's out there with a bunch of G leaguers, you know, and that's not the team that he's going to have in Boston. Um, and I, have to, I also have to say, man, ever since the Tice trade, we've been on the up and up. And the Bulls have been on the down and down. It's true. Coincidence? I'll let I them think decide. not. I think that we've been we've been saying all year Robert Williams needs the minutes, and so yeah. it, it's it's like the what we said as soon as Tice was traded. It's Billy Bean trading away Carlos Pena. It's like you know <laughs> yeah. maybe this is the better player, but we got to play Hattenberg. You got to play Rob Williams over Tice. I don't care if Tice is the smarter play. Like Robert Williams is the guy that has been covering all our holes, and he has missed six games and Brad says, you know, he's getting better, but you don't know when he's going to be back. And Mm -hmm. I think Rob has proven that he's the center of our future. Like that is one of the great takeaways from this season, but he is in his short time in the league proven to be an injury problem. Like he's always an injury problem. That's true. And so is he a guy that you just start resting until big games or until the playoffs kind of like Kemba, because you need him to be healthy for those. (sighs) Then it just, then, then what's the point, you know? The yeah. thing about Rob Will is that I was always so enthusiastic about him because it wasn't just that he was a big guy who was capable. The guy actually makes like really quick decisions. Like he is a decisive player. It seems like he is interested in kind of divulging into being some kind of secondary playmaker, the way the way he passes the ball, the way that he can kind of get involved. Like he is a difference maker. I don't want to be used to like, like oh, like one game of that, then two games not one game of that and then three games he's out with you know minor hamstring issue if, if that's the way it's gonna be it's a guy that we should consider trading if i'm being honest if that's the way it's gonna be i don't know i don't anticipate that there's a lot of guys called Embiid, though he did get injured this year call it a uh, staff who have all they've had in the early in their career a lot of injury problems and then they're able to like kind of cure that injury bug and then it wasn't like as much of an issue going on in their career i'm True. confident that could that could be rob will because nothing's really happened with his feet. Nothing, none of the really stressing big man injuries have happened. Um, but I mean, as we go into the off season, I don't want to look too far ahead, but you know, this is in my opinion, 
I kind of, uh, and, I, and I'm, I know I'm just dying to talk about the socks because the socks are, are good, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling a 2019 and 2020 kind of off season where it's like the tail end of a run where we have some contracts. We might have to say goodbye to some people that we really like for the benefit of the team. And if he's going to be, if, the, if they see him as an injury prone guy, I mean, that's one of those guys. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to say that, you know, you never want to see like smart or anyone go, but we need to build a championship team. Um, and we're maybe not going to win a championship this year. I like what we've been doing. Like, how dare you (laughs) coming out of the off season? I was like, what are we doing with this team? Like we didn't get better after a conference finals run, but now I can kind of see it more in context where if you have your guys healthy, if it's Kemba smart, Tatum Brown and Rob will, and then first off the bench, you have a healthy Jabari Parker, a healthy Evan Fournier, a healthy, you know, if Pritchard gets better next year, um, if Romeo, Romeo in the Suns game, he started (laughs) 32 minutes, two points, like, what a tease this guy is. What a just like yeah. go go back to COVID. <laughs> go back to being hurt. Like it's seeing him out there is like it's 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 so rare and it's so less like thrilling when he does something, but it's also just like we keep waiting for this guy and it's always just like the thrill for two seconds, and then you're like, oh well, he's not gonna score or do anything, so who cares? And he and he keeps on getting your hopes up. I'm not gonna lie. Every time like I see him, every time like I I, I get perked up a little bit and like he yeah. fools me every time. It's like that WandaVision twist that never came. It's just like every time, if, if they said it was going to come the next episode, I would believe it and I would totally be bought in. Listen, you know, he's had a tough career, you know? Yeah. But uh, I, I, I do want to like talk about this is that like, I do think that you're right. Our title uh, odds this year aren't as high as they used to be. I still think we have some bit of a shot, but if things go the way that we expect, I think we have to shake up the bag and oh, shaking the bag is never comfortable, but I, you know, I don't want to blindside you with some like new segment of who, who are you going to get rid of? Which kid are you going to pick? You know, cause it is like picking between your children, but I think the names are going to come up. Aren't going to be ones that we're comfortable with. I think it's going to start with maybe Jalen Brown. I, th- maybe I still Marcus think smart. I think that, just Danny Ainge's history has proven to us that we were not going to give up on Tatum and Brown until it's completely too late. Like, I think that he's invested so much yeah. into these two guys. He's let so many guys walk out the door because he said that they're the two guys and they are, I, I, I choose to believe that they haven't reached their peak yet. And I think that stands oh, to reason. Yeah. And so I think that we like that we have to give ourselves a chance to just be patient and let them develop because two years ago, we were contending for a championship last year. We were contending for a championship this year. We're not, and we want to be contending immediately, but we might have to wait for them to reach their peak and wait and to see what pieces we can put around them. Wait for Kemba's contract to no longer be over our heads, but that's looking pretty far down the road, unfortunately. So I think that we'll have to just for the next few years, like deal with Kemba's contract and try and just keep adding the pieces and keep doing what we can to, to fit a winning team into this. And then hopefully Tatum and Brown, I think that, the championship comes from Tatum and Brown. It's not going to come from like the, the draft pick we get with the 18th pick. And like, it's unless we make like a blockbuster trade that involves Jalen Brown to get like James Harden or something. I think that it's going to be Tatum and Brown that win us a championship. And that might be a few years away, but uh, I'm looking at not a few years away. I'm looking at the next week right now um, playing the thunder 
playing the Hornets, the Spurs, and the Blazers. Do you have any names you wanted to throw out there before we get into these for guys that you for kids that you want to give up? <laughs> kids, uh, uh, bef- I, I do want to float one idea out there because we talked about it during the Timberwolves game. Yeah. Um, and the only reason why I bring this up is because I think that listen, I, I respect Jalen Brown. I think he's going to be like better than Paul George. You know, better than that kind of player. Um, he has the same kind of progression. I just think that Tatum is that generational guy, and Tatum. He likes to play cool. It seems like he likes Boston, but everyone has a breaking point and the guy's going to want to win. Um, and we talked about it, the, the Jalen Brown, the Carl Anthony Towns and more stuff like who says no is certainly an intriguing thing that, uh, you know, has been brought up. I've seen around and does kind of make sense for both sides. That's kind of thing that, you know, when I say we're going to have a Red Sox like the offseason, that, that's that's what I thought. I didn't mean to drop a bomb, but that, that's kind of what I feel like we're, we're headed toward. Carl Anthony Towns, like, is a great player, but also is just a proven loser. Like, it, it's tough to say, but like. That's now you can't. You give them no one one's year. No a proven loser on the Timberwolves. Because then Jimmy well, Butler is a proven loser. Well, no, because Jimmy Butler brought them to the playoffs, like, in his year there, like. I think that it's it's a mentality thing. Like if Carl Anthony Towns was the guy, like if he was like, I think if you look at just what he can do, you might be able to say, you know, like I'd rather have him than Tatum or Brown. But if you look at just the performance of the team, they don't win. And I don't know if Tatum and Brown are just better leaders than Cat. I don't. I, I think that they probably aren't. But Cat keeps losing, and so it's hard to trade for a guy that never wins. Nobody can fix the Tim rules that isn't named LeBron James. But yeah, um, let's let's look let's 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 look at the next few games because I actually think that we're setting ourselves up to go into the playoffs with some more confidence. We've had a hard schedule. The past like few weeks have been hard, and finishing out, I kind of you know not I don't want to blow up. We we could end the season like over ten or something, but we got some easy games coming up. Yeah, the Thunder game is a must win just because it's another easy team. Um, yep. It sucks that we have the Hornets on the second night of a back-to-back because the Hornets, we just have to beat. Like, they're, they're the eighth seed, like, they're yeah. climbing, and we just had an embarrassing loss to them. So I'm fine with resting Kemba for the Thunder game to have him for the Hornets. Like, I think that we need to have full strength for that. Um, and then we move on to the Blazers, or the Spurs, and then the Blazers. The Spurs are – I don't know what the Spurs are doing just year after year, like, committing to the DeMar DeRozan offense. Like, it's, it's never going to – become like you can't tell pop to tank that that's what it is that's honestly yeah what it is. yeah that's that's definitely it um and then we have the blazers again hooray <laughs> yeah i mean I, I just think that even looking past that you got games against orlando games against chicago a couple miami games that might be a good indicator of where we are you know it, if, if if it really is like going into the playoffs and like this is like the momentum you got to build Listen, we we've been talking about how we need to build momentum. It's kind of our last shot. Like this, this last two weeks is kind of it. Like if we can't build momentum against the, the teams that we're facing until going to the playoffs, and man, it's gonna be against our first one opponent that we got to put it together. Yeah, um, we 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 need to not play a playing game. My my blood pressure cannot take a playing <laughs> game because I can just, I can so picture it. I can so picture us having to play like the bulls or something and then falling twice and our season's over. And we're like, wow, like what a colossal failure this was. I just need us to make it to the first round. If we lose in the first round to a team like the nets or the Bucks, like that's respectable. We can't lose the playing game. Uh, Let me, let me ask you something. What's worse. Is it 
losing to the Hawks in the first round, which might be, you know, the kind of, it's looking like the matchup that's the most likely is us and the Hawks, who we have a losing record against this season. Or playing game, maybe we win the playing game. We take it from there. Um, I, it really depends on who we match up against, and we're the kind of team that I would rather face. I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm gonna sound like an absolute idiot here, and I understand that. I would rather face Milwaukee than than face like the Knicks or the Hawks because I just don't think we're gonna bring it if, if that happens. I really don't think we're gonna bring it. Definitely, like the Bucks are just a team that's been frustrated the last few years, whereas the Hawks and Knicks are just so hungry, hungry and we are man. so not hungry. Um, <laughs> there's always the question of like when the Red Sox and Yankees are both good, it's like, would you rather the Red Sox miss the playoffs or lose to the Yankees in the playoffs? And I think honestly, I'd rather the Red Sox miss the playoffs than lose to the Yankees. So if it's, if, if it's, if it's going to be losing to like the Sixers, then like maybe like the playing game is like our, our safety net, like <laughs> our way out. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's our opt out option, but no, I, we need to make the playoffs. We need to have a first round say, I want, I want seven games from this team. I want to see what we can do versus one team for seven games. If we can lock it down and, and play and play hard, just to see like, if we want to determine the future of Brown and Tatum, we need to see like another year of them in the playoffs, like what they can bring. True. That's, that's my opinion. And smart yep. as well. Yeah. No, you're completely right. All right, so that is going to wrap it up this week for Double Take Celtics. You can subscribe on iTunes at Celtics Double Take or go find Double Take on YouTube. Extra credit, follow at the Double Take Show on Instagram. James, you got any last words? It was the time. It was the same thing last time. It's going to be this time. Until the Sox start losing, I'm going to say let's roll those bandwagons out. We're going to be in Fenway this weekend, not for a game, for a graduation. We're going to get the spirit back up. We're going to feel the energy. The magic is back. I'm just saying, it's it's gravy. The Celtics playoffs is gravy. Let's take it game by game. Let's take it series by series. Hey, you might just mess around and surprise some people. We're playing with house money here. We're playing with the house's money. The expectations are no longer championship. So whatever we do, we're going <laughs> to shock the world. All right, oh, we yeah. love it. See you next time. Take care.